Well, I am so excited to be here this morning. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Tori, and I am a huge musical theater nerd. Huge. Um, I love the stories that musicals give us. I love the cheesiness that musicals give us. I love the challenge. I love the music. Um, I love to sit sometimes higher up and watch all the tech aspects of the lighting and how sets come on and off and pieces move. It just, it thrills me. Um, and I've been blessed to be able to share that with students, been blessed to be able to share that with my family, um, and we're just avid theater goers. So over this past month, we've been taking a journey through the gospel on Broadway, and I am privileged to take us to our final curtain today. And so when we get started here, we're going to play a little game. So I'm going to move to the side because I want to be able to see the choir while we do this also. And I'm going to ask you to participate. And those of you who are watching at home, I'm going to ask you to participate as well. So I'm going to read some statements, did you know? And if you believe them, I would like you to stand up. And if you doubt them, I would like you to stay seated. And those of you who are watching online, you could type believe at the statement or doubt. Okay? So are you ready for the first one? Did you know that penguins can smell toothpaste from 20 miles away. Do you believe it or do you doubt it? <laughs> Why are you laughing? You should know this, right? No. Do you believe it? Stand up. Do you doubt it? Stay seated. Oh, we have a room full of doubters and they are correct. Very good. All right. Not true. All right. Here's the next one. Did you know in Tokyo, Japan, a bicycle is faster than a car for trips of less than 50 minutes? If you believe it, if you doubt it. All right, it looks like the majority believe, and that is true. That is true. All right, here's the next one. Did you know that as of January 14th of 2022, Wordle has been mentioned 840,000 times on Twitter? Do you believe it? Do you? Okay, it is true. And for those of you, I hear you saying, what is Wordle? It is this word game where you try to guess a five-letter word every day and you have six tries, and it has become, according to Twitter, the first viral sensation of 2022. And it's interesting because you can only play once a day, so it's not like it can consume all of your time, and people post their scores and their guesses, and it's kind of funny to watch. But that's what Wordle is. And you can access it on your device. You can just go to wordle.com on a computer. It's not an app. So there you go, new addiction for you. All right, here's the next one. Did you know 50 years ago, M&Ms were candy-coated peas during a chocolate shortage? Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? Another room full of doubters, and you're correct. You guys know your candies. That would be gross. Sorry, that would be gross. All right, do you know you are more likely to be stung by a bee in windy weather? Stung by a bee in windy weather. You're more likely to be stung by a bee in windy weather. Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? Okay, we've got a few believers. The majority doubters. The majority is correct. That's not true. <laughs> All right, just a few more. Did you know when glass breaks, the cracks move faster than 3,000 miles per hour, and to photograph that event, a camera must shoot at a millionth of a second? Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? No, oh, 
we're split on this one, it looks like. That's actually true. That's true. It cracks at 3,000 miles an hour, and photography has to happen at a millionth of a second to be able to capture that. Okay, did you know a violin contains about 70 pieces of wood? Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? Okay, Kevin should know this. You should trust Kevin. Oh, he's sitting back down. What? Oh, look at this. It's true. <laughs> it contains about 70 pieces of wood. Did you know that the Irish people like Thomas the Tank Engine so much that they have put faces on all of their trains? Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? Got some believers back? Believers? As fun as that would be, it's false. Mm -hmm. It's false. All right, two more. Did you know a handy household tip? The elastic in your underwear will last twice as long if you freeze it after washing it the first time. Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? Say it again. The elastic in your underwear will last twice as long if you freeze it after washing it the first time. If you believe it, doubt it. Leanna's not sure. She's like, huh. Okay, that is not true, but we're all going to Leanna's to look in the freezer. All right? All right, and here's the last one. Did you know they have square watermelons in Japan because they stack better? Do you believe it? Do you doubt it? Okay, we're about split on that one. That one's actually true. Takes up less space, they stack better. And now you're all going to Google square watermelons, aren't you? Thank you for playing this. So how did you do? Okay. Did anything influence your belief or your doubt? We saw a perfect example when I said, oh, Kevin should know this. And Vicki and they were like, ooh, what? Sometimes peers, people around us, it's our belief, situations. Today we are going to dive into talking about belief. So as we do, would you join me in a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time to be in your presence, to be in your word. Pray that right now you would meet each of us right where we are with your truth, that you would bolster our faith and help us to believe. It's in Jesus' name, amen. So what are some things that you believe in? Easy answer would be to say Jesus and God and we are done for the day and we get to go home, right? Those are the easy answers. Those are the church answers, right? Always tell people, what's the right answer? Oh, it's Jesus. Always say Jesus, and you're going to be right. So those are the easy answers. But I want you to think about when things are hard. What do you believe when things are hard? Who do you believe when things are hard? Who do you believe when you feel like crying or giving up on something? Where do you go to look for escape or refuge? Faces many of those questions in the musical Finding Neverland. And there's our final musical, Finding Neverland. And I bet a lot of you are familiar with Barry and you don't even know it. Anybody? Oh, I heard it, yeah. He's the author of Peter Pan, beloved classic. How many of you have ever heard of Peter Pan? Raise your hand. Okay, good. All right, we're working on some even playing ground this morning. Peter Pan is a story about magic and battles, 
It's a story of joy and being found. And in Finding Neverland, we learn more about Barry's life and inspiration for Peter Pan. So he was an author and a playwright in London. Um, he was in a loveless marriage. And he was under a lot of pressure from his investor, an American investor, which would have been his boss, Charles Froman. And that pressure came because he needed to create the newest hit. And as the musical goes on, Barry's marriage ends, and he's filled with writer's block, and he's unable to create anything new. He feels alone. He doesn't feel like he has good ideas, that he's worth anything anymore. So he starts to visit Kensington Park. And on one of his visits, he meets a lovely widow, and her name is Sylvia Davies, and she has four extremely exuberant boys. And their names are George, Peter, Jack, and Michael. So for those of you who know the story of Peter Pan, do any of those names ring a bell? Absolutely. So as they begin to talk and share each other's stories, Barry embarks on a journey of imagination with Sylvia and the children. They're playing, they're making up adventures, using their imagination, laughing and daydreaming. And all of the boys, except Peter, who's still struggling with the grief of losing his father, he doesn't want to participate. Peter struggles to believe that there will ever be joy again. He struggles to believe that anything good will ever happen again. Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. Have you ever doubted that you would be happy again? That you'd ever experience joy again? Sometimes the hurt and loss is so deep you wonder, how am I ever going to come out on the other side of this? Have you doubted your abilities? Have you doubted your worth or your purpose? Maybe you've doubted your choices. And if we're being honest, have we doubted God? I know I can say I have. I've asked why, why would this happen? Have you heard the question, why would a loving God let these things happen? We've all heard those questions and wrestled with them ourselves. But here's the good news, at least I think it's good news. Our doubt doesn't surprise God. Our doubt doesn't make him love us any less. The Bible is filled with stories of people who struggle to believe. One of those stories is found in John chapter 20. So if you have your Bible or if you use a device, I'd welcome you to get there now. And like we tell the FaithWorks kids, you're looking for John, big number 20, and then we're going to start at little number 24. So at this point, when we're joining the story, Jesus has been crucified and he has risen and he has been seen by Mary Magdalene and he has been seen by his disciples, all but one of his disciples. So we're going to pick up the story in John chapter 20 at verse 24. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. 
Stop doubting and believe. Let me say that part again. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word this morning. I don't know about you, but I've thought it and I've heard other people say it and I've had conversations. Well, of course I would believe if I was just there with Jesus. If I saw these things, I would believe it'd be so easy, right? And here's Thomas, one of Jesus' 12 disciples that had walked with him, ate with him, served with him, learned from him. And yet here we see him not believing. And I think this should be so encouraging to us because Jesus didn't condemn Thomas for not believing, did he? He didn't condemn him. He met Thomas exactly where he was and invited him in to experience the very things that Thomas needed in that moment to believe. And we too are given opportunities and experiences to believe but do we? Or do we say, well, unless I see X, Y, and Z, or unless I hear this information, I'm not going to believe. Or I'm going to need to fact check that first. Or I better type that into Snopes and see if it's true. We're surrounded by disbelief. Jamberry embarks on a journey of belief. He begins to believe in love again. It's a musical after all, right? He starts to enjoy and experiences it with Sylvia and her children. And his writer block, writer's block subsides. And he believes that children's theater is the next successful thing. But those in his field, his investors, his boss, his colleagues, they doubt him. And they think that his idea is crazy. So through a growing relationship, more stories and experiences... J.M. Barry creates characters from his own life that we all know today. He pressure and disapproval, challenge at the hands of his investor, his boss, Charles Froman. What character do you think he uses to represent that in Peter Pan? Go ahead, say it out. Not Peter Pan. <gasps> Captain Hook. Yes, Captain Hook, right? So let me ask you this. Who is your Captain Hook? Who is your Captain Hook? Is it your boss? Is it a coworker? A teacher? A professor? Is it a family member? How do you battle them and believe in your worth and purpose? Or do you allow them to wield their hook and make you back down and make you doubt your belief? Do you allow them to squash your belief by the things they do or say? Or do you follow the light and the guidance, the Holy Spirit? So on the flip side of that, who or what is your encouragement that helps you to believe? The person or thing that helps light the way of your journey J.M. Barry found a very special, magical character that represented this, and you could only see her if you believed. And he is quoted as saying, all the world is made of faith 
and trust pixie dust. Do you know who uses pixie dust? Who? Tinkerbell. Absolutely. So Tinkerbell represents the light, the joy. And in the musical, there's a part where they break the fourth wall. And for those of you who don't that means is instead of the actors just inter exchanging dialogue and interacting with each other on the stage, they actually turn and speak to the audience. And so at one point, no one knows, do you believe, do you believe? J.M. Barry says to the audience, do you believe in fairies? Do you believe in fairies? Clap your hands if you believe in fairies. And guess what the audience does? They clap their hands. They go absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And Tinkerbell appears. And there she is. The light, the joy, the belief that lights the way of a magical journey. A magical journey to Neverland. It's a place where joy and beauty reign. A place where possibilities are beyond our imagination. A place where belief provides the compass to get us there. And so many times we think we need a jar full of pixie dust or magic to get us to our Neverland, paradise. But what we really need is belief. And I would venture to say that we all have places that we would call our paradise, our escape. Can you picture that in your mind right now? A place that provides you escape, refreshment, and renewal. For some of you, it may be a vacation spot. For some of you, it may be nature, music, spending time in the word, being with people. As believers in Christ, many of us would say that that place will be heaven. Right? Future tense. Will be heaven. But did you know that we can find our Neverland right here in our daily lives? In Luke 17, verses 20 and 21, we read, Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is in your midst. It's right here every day, if we will believe and seek it. When we put our faith, our belief in Christ, we are invited to live in the kingdom of God every day. We're invited to Neverland every day. Neverland is possible even when we are battling the captain hooks of our lives. There are people that God places in our lives that are captain hook stories. We have so much encouragement to if we would just share them and invite them in. And in turn, there are people God us to overcome our captain hook, to help us believe again, just like J.M. Barry. To believe that have moments of joy and hope again. God will send us people moments that will be our light, just like who? Who's the Tinkerbell person? Say it, Tinkerbell. See, they have lights. I hope you notice that. Please let your lights up, guys. Light them up. Yeah. He will send us people 
and moments to be that light, to show us the way, even in the darkest of times. The Holy Spirit will guide us and encourage us and lead us if we will just believe. And here's the amazing thing. It doesn't matter if we doubted last year, last week, or this morning. God is there each moment inviting us to believe. One of the many songs in Finding Neverland is All That Matters. Sylvia, the widowed mother, is also learning to believe again. The song is sang as a reflection of how J.M. Barry is changing her life and her boy's life. But I would love for you to hear these words from the song this morning with the thought of how God can change your life. He makes sense of all of my chaos in ways I could never explain. He turns all of my sadness into a smile. He's helping me live life again. It's the light in the eyes of my children. It's the sound of their laughter once more. It's a glimpse of a life I dared only to dream, and a dream only life could restore. And I know that some may not understand, but he's guiding me safely to shore, not afraid anymore. All that matters now is where I go from here. There's an easier way if I live for today. The singing in my heart is all that matters. It's just such a beautiful song of transformation, how belief changed the trajectory of her life, of her family's life. And God offers that to us every day. He's waiting for us to believe, to continue to guide us, to change the trajectory if it needs to be changed, and to help us find joy again. To live for today, not afraid, willing to believe and dream again. As we prepare to hear the title song from Finding Neverland, I would invite you to open your heart to where you are being led to believe, to invite others into your moments of unbelief and doubt, to know that you are not alone in those times of doubt, and that there is always, always a light waiting to lead you to the Neverland that you are called to.